Hi, this is Andrew Pond, Artistic Director of Eclectic Full Contact Theater, and I'd like to welcome you to this preview episode of Deep Shadows. This is an interview with the writers of Deep Shadows, Aaron Mays from Chicago, Illinois, and Colette Cullen from Dublin, Ireland. You'll get to hear about the process of writing, rehearsing, and recording, as well as what it was like to collaborate with someone who's on the other side of the world from you. So please enjoy this sneak peek into the world of Deep Shadows. All righty. So first thing is, how long have you been writing? Um, um, I started writing in the 90s. Um, I went to film school um, and the first year I was there, at the time we, people still um, made films with 16 mil actual film as opposed to video or digitally. And so um, we got some off cuts of stock and two people in my first year, two guys wanted to make a film and I decided, well, there was no, there was no woman making one. So I thought, well, I'll have to make one. And then I wrote. So that's how it started, really. I kind of started um, writing stuff for myself to direct, really. Um, and I made a lot of short films and then I tried to um, get, get into making movies, like feature-length movies. Um, but it, it was like, they, they, had, they have a thing they call development hell, which just you spend years kind of, okay, you get paid, but you're doing, you know, draft after draft. And so um, so I did that for, for a while. And then I, I moved into TV um, and I worked on a soap opera, um, which actually ended up being very useful for us when we came to do Deep Shadows. <laughs> And then um, I kind of got into theatre because I thought, even though I'd always gone to the theatre, I don't know, I, I always felt theatre was more, I don't know, remote as a possibility of working in. Um, but then, um, you know, I, I decided then it was easier to get stuff made, really, because it it's taken so, such a long time when you're making movies to try to get them off the ground. Um, and so I started make, writing for theatre then probably around 2013, that's what I've been doing kind of ever since, mainly working in theatre and now because of COVID, obviously moving more into to doing audio drama. Because um, that, that's the whole thing, I think, when you do like this year, doing a lot of stuff on Zoom and that, it's a bit like, it's like a different genre. It's like a cross between like movies and theatre. That's excellent. Aaron? I've been writing since I was a kid. Um, short stories, uh, poetry, things of that nature. Started writing plays probably in high school. Um, and an English teacher of mine had read my uh, a skit I had wrote, and she was like, you know, like she's like, yeah, you write these short stories and these poet, you know, these poems. This is great. She said, but I really think your voice is really made for the stage. And so I took that to heart, and then started writing more for uh, for the stage, and wrote some more skits and some, some, you know, some short plays and things of that nature. And it was in college where I really started to um, exercise that gift. Um, and so it's been since then really just diving into um, into theater. Um, and which is what I really love to do. This is my first audio podcast, uh, you know, episodic, uh, you know, audio drama series. Um, uh, and so it was uh, definitely a challenge because I'm used to writing longer scenes and reala realizing for audio, as Cola has taught me, that you need to uh, keep them shorter because the attention span is shorter. Um, uh, and so, yeah, it was, this is the, so my uh, writing plays, you know, for quite some time, uh, you know, at least seven or eight years or so, probably more than that, actually, I can't, can't count, uh, but over 10 years, possibly, and then um, this is the first to go at an audio drama, which I'm so excited to hear uh, once it's finished. Cool, cool. Uh, it, is this the first time that you've 
collaborated on something with another writer. Now, if, if it is, what was the experience like? And if not, if this isn't the first time, what was different about this experience as opposed to your other experience? Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I've co-written something, yeah. Like, obviously, because I've got a background in film and TV, I'm used to working with people, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and, um, like, as a director, I'm used to working with writers, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so I have worked with people before. Um, but, no, this is the first time I've ever co-written something. And I remember at the time I was thinking, oh, my God, this is... Because, like, I think writing is quite... Um, like, writing fiction. I find it's the thing that's most revealing of one. Do you know... Um, it's like your imagination. It's like your innermost thoughts, you're, mm. you know. And so at the time, like when you said, oh, I was thinking, oh, my God, this could be like a total nightmare, like co-writing with something, oh, my God. Like, and, um, and but I just thought, oh, look, just give it a go. So, but but it's it's been really, I'm not just saying this because Aaron is here. It, it, it was really a terrific experience, honestly. It was, it was like, um, it was, it was just organic. Like from the time we, I, I think we met, like we just talked on the phone, we just seemed to get on. And I think it was like that, um, I think we have similar values. You know what I mean? Like, I think we come at writing from a similar place really. And so like what we talked about was the kind of values really. And, you know, all the things we wanted Deep Shadows to be about, not in terms of the plot or stories or characters, but you know, the, the things we wanted to put into it. And like, say, for instance, um, Aaron and I were talking about that and I was thinking, I always write about family, you know, you know and, and he was saying, yeah, it's the same for him. And so, and, you know, about dealing with like, you know, all of the, the kind of isms, you know, like the, you know, in society, but not just in a, a kind of a PC way, but looking at structural inequalities. I, I just think we, we kind of had a very similar, um, we came to it a similar way. And, and I think that's the thing that I love about working in, in the arts is that no matter what your differences might be on the surface you know what I mean like you know we I think when you come to make art with somebody it's it I love those things that bring it together do you know what I mean so mm -hmm. so the things that people might think oh gosh they're so different it doesn't doesn't really seem to matter and so like I, I think the whole process of working together really made it you know much richer than if I just done it myself really so that's so so it was so thank you so much because it, it was really really positive experience and honestly I, I really feel a connection with Aaron and I felt that um it's ours like together do you know what I mean I feel yeah. that it's something we've created together and, and I'm really proud of it and it was it was a really good experience so that, that I'm glad to hear that <laughs> because because honestly I had no idea what was going to happen either um you know I was like well this is an interesting pairing <laughs> uh we, we've got a guy in Chicago. We've got somebody in, in, in Ireland. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let, write a crime drama. Go nuts. You know, I thought that that would be uh, interesting. And it turns out I was right. Because, <laughs> the, because what you what you pulled together is, is, is lovely. So, Aaron, same question. Yes, it is. And I was extremely petrified about it because I've been... Uh, you know, writing is a solo act, you know, it's, it's done in isolation, you sit in your room or wherever you go to write and you just kind of, you know, hammer away until inspiration hits you or if you're in the flow, you just keep on writing until, uh, until that stops or when, when that deadline is due, <laughs> which are what it is. Um, and so, and I've always shied away from collaboration when it comes to writing. I work well with people, but when it comes to writing, I'm always very protective. Mm -hmm. And so I just didn't know how the what it would be like but when you asked 
Would I be open to it? I was like, sure, because, you know, it's always nice to have a little help in the room when you're writing something. You don't know, you haven't written an, a, <laughs> an audio drama before uh, that's, you know, like six-part series. Uh, it's like, yeah, a little help will be appreciated. And I did not know what to expect. And he was like, oh, we have this woman from Ireland and she's going to come in and, you know, she's uh, she's written soaps before. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I guess it'll be fine. Um, and uh, was nervous. Um, uh, but wasn't averse to the idea. And once I talked to Colette, everything like this faded away. I was like, all the fears I've ever had. And, and once we talked, it literally was like, we have known each other. It was one of those things where we just instantly hit it off. We clicked, we had the same values. And even though on paper we had different backgrounds and um, in, in, in terms of where our work had been. And I'm, you know, again, I finished college in 07. And so like, I've not been in the professional theater world for long. I started my theater career in 2013 uh, and some, uh, you know, more so in directing and things like that. So I, I was feeling kind of like, I don't know where I'm going to fit in this, this process, but Colette made me feel instantly comfortable. We spoke the same language and again, had the same values. And so when it came to the writing aspect of it, everything else seemed to flow. It was, it was more so that I think, I think personality was the biggest thing as opposed to how long has one been writing or what was one's background? We, we and also say the, they also respect one another um, and um, hearing each other's side and like knowing that, you know, the first draft isn't the best draft and being willing to say, hey, look, you know, I think this scene could lead, need a little more work or, oh, you know what, why, why not try this? And it was always done with, um, with each other's best self in mind, right? Knowing that like, hey, look, if I, if I ask a question, it's not to, uh, demean the work that's being done is always mm -hmm. meant to make each other better and it was just one of those orientations that you really <laughs> we didn't have to work for it actually like this type of thing kind of writing pair or kind of collaboration usually takes years to build and we mm -hmm. it took us maybe <laughs> it took us like maybe one phone call we're like good great this is going to be perfect really I think I'm so grateful to Colette I've learned so much <laughs> um, you know I have a friend and an artistic ally now which is so great to have that that is that's all of our hopes uh we're we're uh yeah i think I, I i i now obviously we 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 know the answer to the next question which is is this the first audio drama you've ever written since both of you have said you didn't write audio dramas before <laughs> so, just have a love for them i just have a deep love for them and always wanted to do <laughs> like i think i told you like i pitched the idea to you like i want to do this law and order type mm -hmm. drama and i love and I love, uh, I've always wanted, my dream was to write for Law and Order, the TV show. Mm -hmm. And I've loved audio dramas. Um, I've listened to a lot of things on the BBC and the mm -hmm. different other radio programs. Um, and so I always wanted, to, like, if I can do both, that's like, if I can combine both, that'd be great because I can have two dreams in one. <laughs> um, and so we got there. We got there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Colette, Colette, I mean, I, I know that you've, you, this is the first time at least I'm assuming by what you had told me before uh, in, in, in answers to other questions, that this is the first audio drama that you've written. How familiar were you with audio drama? Uh, you know, was it something like with Aaron that you listened to it before, uh, prior, prior to this or had, had had some experience at least on that side of it? Or were you entering this completely sort of like, I know it exists, but I, I, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 it was very funny, actually, when we were interviewing one of the directors early on, not Christina, no, somebody said, what podcast do you listen to? And I was thinking, I, I actually never listened to podcasts at all. I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm glad they didn't interview me. But I love radio. 
And so, like, from a kid, like, my mother, we'd always have the radio on. And, like, there used to be, um, oh, like, a show, like, the Kennedys of Castle Ross, and they'd be on around, like, lunchtime and, mm-hmm. like, 15 minutes, kind of soap up on the radio, which I loved. And then there's a series, I don't know if, if you've listened to it, Aaron, in um, the UK called um, The Archers. And it's, a, again, it's a, it's an audio draft. So I've, I've always loved, um, and I like to listen to plays on the radio. So I mm-hmm. suppose... I would come more from like a radio background than um, that I necessarily would listen to podcasts. I mean, I like I listen to podcasts as much as, oh, if I miss something, I listen to it as a podcast. But right. I, I don't actually, being totally honest, I don't actually listen to any podcast at all. But, but I'd never worked on an audio drama series. Now, mm-hmm. I'd worked on um, Fair City, as I said, which is like soap opera. Mm-hmm. And I'd worked in different jobs on it, but never the whole lot. Like I, I knew an audio a series, I knew how it was structured more or less. Um, I, like I'd never done a, a drama, I'd never done a drama series of any sort and not an audio drama series. And mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing about audio is that, um, I mean, it, it's obvious to say this, but I mean, it's very different, obviously, than if you're doing something visual. And so we were very conscious of that. You know what I mean? That um, things that might work in theatre or even might work in a TV show, like don't work in an audio drama. So so, so we kind of learned as we went along, I think, you know, together more or less, you know, um, and then the bit of experience I had, you know, I, I shared with Aaron and, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of use that as a way, you know, to, to structure our work together, really. I, and, and believe me, I thank you that you both had that in your head while you were writing it, that this was audio and not visual, because that makes everything so much easier. <laughs> you, you both said that the collaboration process was really good and that's, and that's wonderful, but what, what was the actual mechanism? How did you break the work up between the, the two of you? Well, well, because like I'd worked on the soap before, like um, we, I kind of thought, well, look, if that works that way. Like, and, and, like, like basically the way that would work would be, you would have like a story department who just mm. would generate stories. And then the stories then would get put into episodes. And then the next bit is then you then have your episode and you you see how you might structure this, the different story beats. So you might start off like, but so like what we decided then that we needed maybe four storylines. So like we had the investigation storyline, we had the, the, the relationship storyline, the work storyline and the um, family storyline. And so then we decided that I would do the investigation storyline and the love storyline and Aaron would do work and um, family. So, so we did that bit. And then when we had like the storylines, like the four different storylines, then we put those into, ep- into a- a- an episode breakdown. And then, and, because that's the way we mm-hmm. worked on soap opera. And then what, what, the writer then, like they'd be all different people, you know, but anyhow. And then the mm-hmm. episode writer would get like a scene breakdown document, which would have, you know, more or less the scenes. It could change that as you wrote it, more or less the scenes and the, your story beats. And so the way that works then would mean then that mm-hmm. say you're doing a particular episode. Well, as long as you start the story one place and end the story another place, that's okay. Then the other writer can pick it up. And so that's what we did. And so then um, I asked, like right. when we had the six, ep- I, Aaron said, oh, he wanted to do episode two. So I said, okay, I do episode one. So I did one, Aaron did two, he did, um, I did three, he did four, and then I did five and he did six. And then like, at some point, because we had different, um, you know, availabilities, like I had actually done episode one and three before Aaron, before I saw Aaron's two, you know, so they weren't in sequence, but, you know, it was really incredible the system more or less work because when we actually looked at each other's stuff 
generally it kind of worked out. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. you, you like to pick up the baton there, Aaron. Yeah, I would say that the biggest thing, and uh, again, like which I credit uh, and thank Colette so much for was giving me the structure. Like I, again, had written plays um, and had listened to a number of, you know, radio dramas or, or radio plays, I should say. And then uh, I do know the archers. I don't listen to it. I listen to a few other things on, on BBC Sounds, which is a great app if people don't know it um um for um out of the uk um so a number of different like radio programs again uh, off of there so i knew what uh i had the ear for what the language should be you know and i tend to write plays with that same type of uh, kind of audio drama in mind so if you close your eyes you can you can mm -hmm. still experience the play um but the structure was the biggest thing that was that was what saved the day and colette was very um adamant about making sure we had an episode guide and the bios and the basically those the skeleton of it and, and that we knew um and uh, the beats for each one so each moment had an action action tied to it so if we had a if there's a story beat it would be like uh joelle uh discovers mismanagement of the property um you know uh here and you know scene two whatever right or we had like you know nevin you know uh goes undercover to you know Tony's office, right? So all those each moment was a time to an action, um, and that was that was to me one of the best things to be able to help begin craft each um, each um, episode. And so we did break it up into like you know you take half, I take the other half, and when we came together, it actually worked. <laughs> well, because we right. had that we had the outline, we had this roadmap, right. and it it would. Uh, and so we didn't really have a lot of back and forth going forward when we put together all the episodes. We're like, oh, this actually, it, 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 it makes sense. It doesn't sound like two different writers who were writing in two different places. Like, you know, we had a, we had a, like a virtual writer's room, um, which is also another thing we added to, um, into our early stages to make sure that we kind of met once a week and try to talk about the story mm -hmm. and what we felt about different characters and how we can kind of uh, do just again, like parameters of how we want to shape the story. But um, it was very, again, like uh, serendipitous that when we actually put pen to paper and we actually started writing each of our episodes that um, it flowed. And we were, that was the biggest thing. You don't really know when you're, you haven't written with somebody. Um, and I had seen Colette's work and, and I believe I read something she sent over, either seen it or read something at least at, knew what her tone was like but again you're writing something new from scratch you really don't know what you're going to get yourself into and that's the biggest thing for any writer it's like what is what would the product be because you can send someone a completed play mm -hmm. but writing something is a whole nother beast because you know where everyone has their own different mm -hmm. process in terms of development um but it worked out <laughs> i don't know how but you know I, <laughs> it's like a refinancing of a mortgage it could fall apart at the uh, you know any point at any time it could just collapse but i i think because you see we like we started off with the characters we talk about them you know um see i think sometimes people like I, I i've learned that you know the last thing you do is write dialogue that's actually kind of the easy bit writing dialogue is actually kind of easy and also because you're kind of lazy you kind of don't want when you write stuff you want it to be there you don't have to get rid of it so so i think maybe that's something i've learned from writing screenplays you know what i mean you always write it's very structure orientated much more than than you know, mm -hmm. stage plays and so, so like we talked about the characters a lot, didn't we? You know, and the characters, and then, you know, and then the relationships, and then broadly the story. So I think, in a way, because we had done a lot of work, do you know what I mean? And then, you know, so if you look at the the shared and, and the great thing that Aaron brought and it was Google Docs, because I never really used Google Docs that much before. I just I used it just to 
almost like like a week to just to transfer stuff. But we worked on Google Docs a lot, and then, and so we did all this. So even though it looks like when when you look at like the uh, Google Docs for the show, like with this that, there's a lot of stuff there. But it, I I think kind of if you do if you work that way, then it's a bit like you're trying to iron out problems before it comes to when you're writing the script, really. So I think. Like I think what I learned actually is that that the system kind of works really. And then then you can work your own way because we had the structure there and we knew where to start and where to end. I I, I hesitate to ever say anything positive came out of COVID, but it's, it's interesting because of the fact that we, as a theater company, we probably never would have approached this kind of project if it hadn't been for the lockdown and everything. And we would probably, even if we had, we probably uh, would have stayed 100% local. So it's been very interesting that this has allowed, the, the way this has turned out is allowed for these like wide reaching partnerships. But the, the question that I have then is for, for both of you, what is it, what was it like? I mean, I know that it was a, apparently a marriage made in heaven, but from a, from a logistics standpoint, what was it like working with somebody in a completely different country and with a six hour time difference. I mean, it's not like, it's not like you can meet at nine in the morning in the, in the writer's room and then ha- knock out some ideas like, like you would if you were both in the same place and we could go outside. Well, it's a great advantage because Aaron is, a, is an early riser. So that worked really well, actually. So that was kind of good. So sometimes then, if we and like we used to agree on times we 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 you know we we get calls and then we were good like sometimes mm-hmm. if something came up we 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 were flexible too you know, but but then um so for me it kind of worked because then I might do some work in the morning mm-hmm. then I'd know at a certain time I could c- connect with Aaron and then like the worst bit of it all <laughs> was those bloody rehearsals and the recording <laughs> that was like a complete nightmare, um because it's just so tired because you know, I was just so bloody tired but um so that was the worst bit of it all but but for, in terms of us working together yeah that kind of worked okay or we, okay. we used whatsapp like we text each other you know and um and then we put stuff in you know google docs and that so um like to be honest with you it's just, like zoom for me has actually been kind of quite positive in a way you know obviously it's awful and dreadful and we're back in lockdown here so it's grim but um like for instance it's allowed me attend rehearsals mm-hmm. you know um it's allowed us work together you know and I've done other stuff you know I've done like I, I did a thing I directed a thing there a while ago that writer was in Sydney the actor was in London I was here and then I'd be dealing with Aaron and yourselves like in Chicago and I was thinking oh like in Sydney were like some almost like 24 hours in front and behind I was, and I have it on my phone now what the time is everywhere and I'm, I'm like like the the actor that I worked with in London on the the piece written by the Australian guy, she was saying, "Well, look, this is great." Like because you know, it, and particularly for me, like coming from a small country, I mean, I could I, I did stuff in London and I could attend all the rehearsals. So, on the positive side of things, it allows you to do things like this. You know what I mean? Like I can work with you guys, and um, and also, I mean, like you were very good. Your company was very good to work with because I mean, you're very open. I think and trusting and you know um you know went went you know it, it's really weird i think i think if if somebody gives you loads of space then like because we obviously uploaded everything shared everything because you know so anybody could look at anything that we're doing and i think probably if you have if you're working with somebody and they were checking up on you all the time you probably would be <laughs> keeping it from them i don't know it's kind of weird but i i, I did in fairness to you guys i think you were always really easy to deal with i do think you you created you know 
a very respectful and, and, a, and a nice atmosphere and environment. It's like a director has to create like the rehearsal room. I, I think the production company also create a kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, an, an atmosphere, you know, a joy to work with, I think, you know, from my point of view. Aaron? Yeah, for me, the, the time difference wasn't the problem. Like Colette says, uh, said, um, I, I am an early riser. And uh, so I was able to do, you know, nine o'clock my time to be able to meet in our writer's room. So that actually was our, our setup uh, sometimes. <clears throat> and I could do early if need, you know, if need be. Um, and uh, for me, because I have a background, um, communications background, working with different companies abroad, um, I've most of my work I've usually done is kind of international kind of communications work. Um, so I have clients in the UK um, and other places as well in Australia. So I'm used to getting up early and used to uh, as early as three or four o'clock in the morning because you have to, you know, you, you miss half the day if you're trying to email someone in the UK at like, you know, 12 o'clock, you know, their day is over mm-hmm. with. Um, so for me, it was, you know, it was uh, that background, just having that experience of like knowing, like knowing the time zones, know like what the, knowing that time really is of the essence if you're working with someone abroad um, um, was helpful for me. And so that orientation is kind of being up early um, and also using WhatsApp, which was great for me because I don't, Zoom is not where I thrive because it takes a lot out of you. It, it, it does become, you know, a lot of fatigue tends to happen after it. Um, but if I had, especially as we started writing, um, actually writing the dialogue, um, it was great to kind of like uh, send a quick message on WhatsApp and say, hey, look, I'm thinking about this. Can you just look at it really quickly when you have some time? And, or, you know, oh, like I'm thinking about this idea. You know, let me send you like a few bits of the dialogue and let me know if it, if it you know, resonates or not. Um, and so, uh, so for me, it was fine. I mean, I think the, the connectivity, um, you know, through technology has been helpful, but also too, I think, um, uh, be able to, um, have someone who's not in your circle, typically. Like I have, I have a huge Chicago network of artists and directors and actors and things of that nature. Um, so, but it pushed me outside my, you know, out of my my little comfort zone of Chicago, which we 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 have a lot of pride in, right? You know, mm-hmm. we're very close knit. Um, so that was one of the, uh, I guess, one of the benefits, I guess, would say, right, is that we were, I forced me to kind of think outside of like, you know, actual in-person meetings. Um, and then actually just trust the person on the other side of that screen. That's excellent. That's excellent. But yeah, I want to, I want to thank both of you so much for, for doing this. We're really, really excited about, uh, about the project and, um, that's, that's down to the two of you. Uh, so I. Thanks for giving us the opportunity, Andrew. I mean, I, I really, um, you know, I, I really appreciate it. And, and, you know, as, I think it's been great. Like, you know, I think it's been a really positive collaboration and that's, that's terrific because it just gives you energy as an artist to think. So well done us all, I think. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Andrew. No, thank you. All right. You, you all have a wonderful rest of your day and have a very happy new year. Thanks for listening to this preview of Deep Shadows, which launches March 8th on all major podcast sites or right here on redcircle.com at redcircle.com slash shows slash deep dash shadows. If you want all the news that's fit to print about all of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's audio projects, you can sign up for our mailing list at eclectic-theater.com. If you can't wait until March 8th, feel free to check out the other podcasts that we have running right now the Half Hour Audio Hour, and our parody of the shadow, Throwing Shade. 
available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to get involved, become a partner or a supporter of Deep Shadows or any of our audio projects, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com EFCT, where you can get exclusive behind-the-scenes content and some sweet, sweet merchandise from Deep Shadows and several of our other podcasts as well. Membership levels start as low as $3 a month, so there's something for everyone. And don't forget to tune back in March 8th for the launch of Deep Shadows. Thanks for listening.